the value of investments can fall as well as rise, and losses may be made. On Wednesday, the US Federal Reserve's Federal Open Market Committee raised interest rates in the United States of America, the world's largest economy, of course, by 75 basis points. And there was a post-decision statement as well. They said they saw the target range for the federal funds rate to rise to two and a quarter percent to two and a half percent, with the FOMC stating it is strongly committed to bringing inflation back down and will move expeditiously to do so. With me now is John Stopford, head of multi-asset income at 91 in London. This is widely expected. The market reaction to it, the short-term knee-jerk reaction to it, wasn't widely expected. In other words, um, risk asset classes like equities went uh, soaring. Do you think that they've done the right thing, John? I think in the short term, the market was going into sort of July in a fairly pessimistic frame of mind. And so anything that smacks of a sort of less pessimistic outlook, I think potentially the market will take some comfort in. And in terms of the FOMC statement and and, and uh, the press conference, I think the market, although rates clearly went up a lot and will probably go up further, I think the market began to hear data dependency rather than a sort of prescribed path for future interest rates uh, and also you know some acknowledgement that uh, growth is weaker so a sense that we're getting closer to the end of the rate cycle end of potentially the sort of inflation um, uh, sort of pressure uh, and I think the market took a bit of relief from that. Yes, it certainly seems to have done. Chair Powell stated uh, in that press conference, he said, the stance of monetary policy tightens further. It will likely become appropriate to slow the pace of increases while we assess how our cumulative policy adjustments are affecting the economy and inflation. So what they're saying is essentially uh, in the future, it's all going to be event event driven, as I suppose it normally is. You know, I think that's right. And I think the market is sniffing two things. One is that inflation has probably peaked and may come off quite sharply over the next 12 months. So clearly things like energy and food prices have come off their highs. Um, We've seen a slowdown in demand for uh, a lot of goods, some modest softening in the labour market. So the market, I think, or investors are beginning to to sniff the, the peak in inflation, but also at some point, they then think the Fed can sort of shift to a more balanced view, focusing not just on inflation, but also on growth. And with growth likely to slow potentially quite sharply, Mm. the market's now beginning to price in rate cuts next year, even if it's looking for rate rises in the short term. So we could go from aggressive rate rises to potentially easing next year. And we can go from inflation, which is 9% plus, coming down to a sort of target level of two, three, three and a half percent, something like that. Do you see that as a credible scenario? Yes, I think so. I mean, I think the question is how quickly will the Fed reverse course? At the moment, the market's pricing in a pretty sharp about turn um, in, in the early part of next year. The Fed tends to lag. And so that might be a little bit too optimistic. So I, I think The sort of short end pricing may be a little bit too hopeful, but I think growth is going to be weak. Inflation is going to come off and that probably will support longer dated bonds, whether it can support equities because growth is clearly going to 
weaken quite a lot. So whether this is a, a sort of a bear market rally rather than the beginning of a bull market, we'll have to wait and see. Well, let's talk about that now. Let's talk about your positioning, your your strategy. Has anything that you've seen in that statement last night and that decision last night changed your positioning or potentially will change your positioning and strategy at 91 in London? Not particularly, because I think we've been anticipating what the Fed would say and what the Fed would do. And I think so far, we haven't been particularly surprised. I think, you know, the big um, changes that are on the cards, as I, as I said, one is, I think, much lower inflation and ultimately uh, rates initially going on hold and then potentially coming down. Um, the other is um, the risk of recession has probably gone up to something like a sort of two thirds probability from, you know, being the, the, the risk case um, uh, sort of earlier in the year. And so I think the latter leaves us strategically somewhat cautious. You know, we don't want to be too quick to increase exposure to equities at a sort of strategic level. Having said that, we did add a bit back earlier this month on the basis that, you know, everyone was pessimistic and we probably would see a bit of relief from inflation fears and rate fears. And I think I think that's playing out. I think you know, that could maybe go a bit further, but I think that's then probably an opportunity to reset positions uh, a little bit more cautiously again, um, given, you know, the risk of recession is still out there. And, and that's not typically great news for uh, for equity markets and for earnings. Um, Chair Powell has got it notoriously and infamously wrong in the past. And when I say that, he used that, again, I use the word infamous, the infamous word uh, transitory when it came to inflation. So he and his team got it horribly wrong. Do you think they're getting it right this time? I, I think what they are trying to do um, is probably the right thing, which is, you know, they're trying to make sure that longer term inflation expectations remain anchored at low levels. And there's quite a lot of evidence that that's the case. So both surveys of longer term inflation and market pricing of inflation expectations remains not that far away from their target. So having made lots of mistakes, I think they've been right to relatively quickly and, and relatively single-mindedly, you know, take policy to neutral and, and probably now beginning to move to sort of tight. But yes, I mean, the issue they have is they are inevitably reacting and backward looking. And, you know, they're also there are structural changes and there's been lots of things hitting the economy, you know, the pandemic and whatever. And the problem with policy is the time they probably should be tightening is when they're still keeping policy easy. They're always a bit late. And then vice versa, when policy should be eased, they're, they're probably still tightening or um, and, and, and still fighting the last war. And it's not obvious how that particularly changes. And, and we've been through a fairly extraordinary period with you know the pandemic and and the policies to support growth through that um hopefully you know that's that kind of exceptional environment isn't the norm um so there's not too much damage done by policy being lagging essentially hopefully is the operative word here john thank you so much for your analysis that's john stockford who's the head of multi-asset income at 91 in london this podcast is a marketing communication and is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is not an invitation to make an investment 
and should not be construed as advice. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of 91. In South Africa, 91 is an authorized financial services provider.